Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. Hour number two of the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am Mark Hoke. Thank you for being with us today here on KDWN. We certainly do appreciate you spending your Sunday morning with us. Sleepyhead over here, Andrew Fishvane. How's it going over there, Rip Van Winkle? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. You comfortable? Yeah. You got the get the dust out of your eyes from the first hour. You all right? I'm good to go. Let's do it. All right. And of course, from future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas, and you can check out all they have going on at fswvegas.com. Mister Joe DeFalco. Joe, what's up? Oh, man, you woke me up, man. I had a hard time sleeping last night. It was weird. I kept waking up every 20 minutes. And then, of course, when I'm finally asleep, I'm having this weird dream, and all of a sudden the phone rings. And I was like, oof, in a catatonic state. Wow. So, you know, I didn't sleep well either last night. What was going on? I think I was, I, yeah, I know I was thinking about doing the Mark Oak show today. I just get that darn excited about it. But, wow. So, everybody, no sleep. No sleep till Brooklyn. Thank you, Beastie Boys. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> All right. Um, continuing, uh, we're going to get back into our discussion about uh, Ring of Honor final battle last night. As there was a really interesting finish to the world championship match last night. I, and I, I am so curious to hear what you guys thought about this. As Claudio Castagnoli wins the title against Chris, Chris, Chris Jericho. <laughs> as... Jericho gets caught in the giant swing that Cesaro does. If you don't know what that giant swing move is. Yeah, Seth Rollins. He basically just, you know, the guy's lying on the ground. Cesaro picks him up by around his calves-ish or knees right around there and spins him around in a circle like a helicopter blade. Didn't he do it with Seth Rollins without any hands? He spun around his neck. Oh, that was bad. But... But um, unfortunately for Mr. Jericho, this is kind of a, like a big test of strength for Cesaro. I mean, he, you know, he'll, he'll take people around about 10, 15 times before he lets it go and throws them. He didn't let go this time. 33 times in a circle going around with a full-grown man. And as Jericho is... Swinging in a circle, he taps out, and Castagnoli is now the Ring of Honor champion. Guys, the giant swing hasn't been used as a finisher in probably 50 years. Fish, what did you think of the giant swing submitting Chris Jericho last night? First, I was shocked that they would take the the title off Jericho because the storyline they've had with Jericho and defeating every Ring of Honor champion, and and I liked the way that storyline was actually going. So the fact they took it off Jericho now was surprising. The way they did it was ridiculous. The swing should not be a move that finishes somebody off. It got a big pop. 
I, it always got a big pop though. Whenever he did it, whether whether he was you know in WWE or AEW, it always gets a big pop. It should not finish him off. You could use it to set up whatever you're going to use to finish him off, but it shouldn't finish him off. Joe, what did you think of the giant swing wrapping up a match? Well, uh, extremely odd. Uh, I was just disappointed that they had to have that stipulation to almost where it was like, well, is he really going to join that group? So I, I wasn't too excited about that from that point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think back in the day when he first started, he should have beat some of the jobbers with that move. That way, at least, you know, you always talk about in wrestling wanting to have more than one finisher and maybe something that normally wouldn't be a finisher using that. That way you can establish different things. But this guy's been using it for so long and nobody's ever – so, you know, he taps out. It's a submission victory because you got swung. Like, it's kind of weird. But, you know, they're trying to do different things. And, and, and again, you throw things against a wall. Some things will stick and some things won't. So that's probably one that uh, maybe missed the boat, you know. Concept-wise, probably Jericho thought, hey, what a cool way to go down. And Jericho is probably the one who probably uh, came up with the idea to like, hey, how about I tap during this segment I, or I, sequence? I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. My, I guess my biggest issue was it, it, with it was that he hadn't used it as a finisher before. So to bust this out as a finisher for the first time seemed a little ridiculous. That I, you know, I could see if you were being spun like that and you went around in a circle 30 times with no point of stopping, you'd probably be begging for somebody to make you to make it stop. I mean, that would, that would mess with your, I mean, if, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, I got, we all got spun around as kids, you know, but doing well, something yeah. like that, you know, that would, that would mess with your head a little bit. I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, but I'm just saying that if you got spun around in a circle like that, 33 times with nothing with no end in sight you know you you might beg somebody to stop too i mean that would would... well i think if chris jericho was a true professional he would have thrown up and then tapped out so it would have made it look (laughs) like it was an extremely impressive move that you just made this guy get sick over it and at least now wow look at this you know Kind of like, wow, Claudio made this guy throw up. I could see, obviously, why he would tap out. I I think you needed that added, especially in the main event, because, you know, you can throw the canvas out afterwards so you didn't have to change it, you know, and it would be done. But it would be a spectacle sight that people would be like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, very true. So interesting finish. Like I said, the crowd loved it, but yeah, we'll we'll see in retrospect. But it, But it was one of the better matches of the night, too, so. So that wrapped up final battle and apparently ring of honor. Now we've been talking about them getting that off AEW TV and they have opened up honor club again. And apparently what they're going to do is they're going to do a, a weekly show on honor club. Now that costs a nine 99 subscription for that. And of course you get all the, uh, you know, all the past archives and things like that. Guys, is this a disappointment? Is this something good? That they're going to be, you know, pulling some of the Ring of Honor stuff off Dynamite. I, I'm curious to hear what you thought, Fish. Uh, your thought on Honor Club being the new host of 
Ring of Honor TV. I think it's a huge disappointment. I think that if they need, if they want to bring eyes to it, they need to do it on something that's not going to charge nine ninety nine a month. And if Ring of Honor is still the quote unquote under undercard, I guess to AEW, then if you're going to charge nine ninety nine for that, you, what are you going? You know, it, it it just seems silly. Just it it seems like a ridiculous price to pay for the the minor leagues. It'd be like charging for NXT. Joe, your thoughts on uh, Honor Club being the new home of Ring of Honor? I don't think it's a, that's a horrible idea. I think the idea is that for the last six or eight months, uh, Tony Khan's been pitching this TV show, TV show. And where it ended up, they could have done this eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's almost as if they tried all these other avenues and it didn't work. And that's how I look at it as that they were like, no choice but to throw it on the honor club because they couldn't get a time slot anywhere. And despite him being a billionaire and he thinks he's going to walk in and do stuff, they were like, Oh crap, we got to do something now. Hey, let's, let, you know, let's shine up the turd and say, we're going to put it on the honor club for all you guys at nine ninety nine. And if they would have came out with that initially, I don't think it would have been a horrible idea. You you needed to separate Ring of Honor from AEW because it gets all convoluted with the 35 belts you have in AEW plus the 15 you got in Ring of Honor. So, you know, make it its own show. And yep. I guess the Briscoes as your tag champs, that, that probably should have told you right there that they weren't getting on a TV deal because I'm pretty sure if they did get a TV deal, it would be based off something on the Turner Networks, and you're not going to have your tag team champions not be able to be on that show. That's a good point. Yeah, I I was pretty disappointed, to be honest with you, when I heard this announcement because, like you said, Joe, they could have done this a long time ago. They They could have thrown this up there on Honor Club and – and sold it, and and if they, I think if they'd have done it immediately, people would have been like, "Great, you're you know you're saving Ring of Honor at least. We're going to get to watch it." But now it makes it look like you failed. And it was funny right. that it, it was like the last option. Yeah, and, and it was like, and and when Tony was pressed on this when they did a, a presser before Final Battle, I think that media call was on Wednesday or Thursday. You know, people were asking him. You know, are you going to be doing something about this? Because having all this, all the Ring of Honor stuff is you know, convoluting what you're doing for AEW. You know, and and he actually was kind of like, why, you know, why are you questioning this first? And then he said, yeah, we're going to do something about it. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna clear some of it out. It was it was a weird answer to the question, and I think maybe he was just trying to kind of hold off and not make the announcement until he, you know, the, like they did last night. So I'm I'm a little disappointed. I I don't know if I will buy that or not. That's you know it just seems like if now if you put AEW archives on there too and throw it on there now yeah, maybe I'd consider it. But I don't know. Well, That's, I think the Honor Club it's kind of like our FSW network. You know, we've had like these inner workings of like, well, why can't you just put your stuff on YouTube? And it's like it's called revenue streaming. You're trying to figure it out, like. We have a network that has thousands of hours of Zoe Stark and Chris Bay and, and Cross and, and Solo Sokoa and Brian Cage and Matt Hardy and all this other stuff. But I don't look at people spending six ninety nine or 6 bucks a month 
for that, it's the fact that we're giving you live events every single month. And I think the other stuff's an added bonus. And the Honor Club is in that situation where there's going to be younger AEW fans that weren't aware of the Austin Aries and CM Punks and all the Earl and Danielson and Ring of Honor. And I saw one on Facebook recently with Paul London. So you're going to see a lot of that great stuff, but for 10 bucks a month, it would cost you more for a normal pay-per-view. So if they're going to put on Ring of Honor TV every single week and you get to actually have storylines and all the other stuff, that's not in in the wrestling world spending 250 a week is nothing. So again, it, it's definitely not a bad idea. It's just something that I don't think that, that that's what they wanted as their long-term plan. And right. unfortunately they realized they got stuck in that situation. I think you also get, you'd, you'd get much, many more eyes on it if it, if you weren't paying per month, but if someone's paying for it, they're going to watch it more often because they're paying for it. That is true. So now yeah, we'll see how it turns out. I, like I said, I, I'm not super happy about it, but. I guess one of us will get the membership and we can all share the password. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I kind of did. I do apologize. Uh, well, somebody else that uh, looks like we may be seeing here pretty shortly. Sasha Banks, of course, had left WWE, walked out on that Monday Night Raw with Naomi after a dispute with that was Miss, back in May, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. We're, like May 16th or something like that. We're, we're talking a while ago, but apparently... Ms. Mercedes Varnado has come to an agreement with New Japan, believe it or not. So we're, we're, the reports are coming out that she is going to be making an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom. And, and this is going to be a, a pretty good card coming up, especially with uh, you got uh, Kenny Omega taking on Will Ospreay, which a lot of people are going to be looking forward to seeing, and Jay White against uh, the Rainmaker, Mr. Okada. Uh, but Mercedes Vernado popping up there, and apparently she's signed for some dates. This wasn't done through WWE, so it looks like, from what we're hearing, she's not going to be back in World Wrestling Entertainment and is going to be kind of hanging out with New Japan and you know, possibly AEW, too. Your Guys, your thoughts? Let's start with you, Fish, on this. Sasha Banks, no more WWE. If if she is indeed going to start showing up on AEW, I think that's a huge loss for the WWE. I mean, I think their women's division is strong enough they can survive it. But at the same time, she was a big enough name, probably one of the top two or three names in in the women's division. And I think it's a mistake by WWE to, to not have figured out a way to get it done. Yeah, and it still could happen, but at least for now, you know, she's going to be doing stuff with uh, New Japan. Joe, your thoughts on on Sasha Banks bailing out and headed to Japan? Well, what I don't understand is if she had a contract and she walked out, she still has a contract. So how is she all of a sudden able to just pop up? I, You know, we've never seen anywhere where it said, you know what, we're releasing them. They're going to get to do what they want. That's why we supposedly haven't seen them. So for them to just, for her to just walk in and say, hey, I got a deal with New Japan, it almost makes me believe that, WWE had to okay it. So it's kind of weird to me, to be honest with you, that she's able to just show up 
there because as we've seen over the last since may as you said i i guess she's done a couple of like comic-con things and, and made some signings but she was never involved in any wrestling events because we all were under the impression she's still under a wwe contract that she walked out on which is still a valid contract so for her to be able to do this without wwe's approval i can't believe that would be able to occur yeah, I, I did read a report this morning that did say that they, they think that her contract's going to be up before before Wrestle Kingdom. So if that's the case, she's, she's but, good but to it, go. It, yeah. but, she's, but it's like in any sport. If you're suspended, your your contract is suspended for the amount of time that you're suspended. So if you're suspended six months, then that extends your contract those six months. Right, and, and we've seen that in WWE where – Hey, Rey Mysterio's contract expired, but because he was injured, the six months just got placed on top of it. You know, people can't just sit out and just walk back when they feel like it. Because, hey, I only got nine months left. I'm going to just sit there and wait. And I'm walking out of the company, and now I'm going to go sign somewhere else. You know, you still owe the company that nine months, I would imagine. She apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, she's not wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. She's just going to be there. It says she's going to the show. She will be on the show. She will not be wrestling on the show. Yeah, but still, I mean, you would think they wouldn't let her make an appearance. Right, you're you know right. I mean? They're announcing an appearance. It isn't like, hey, look, Sasha Banks is in the audience, which they probably wouldn't even be able to use the name Sasha Banks if that was the situation. Right. Yeah, according to Meltzer, she is done with the WWE, and the biggest problem is she wants more money because she feels that she wants. She basically wants to be the highest paid woman in WWE. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I would. I would have to say good luck on that too. But you know, she may be able to make the income combined doing New Japan and AEW. I, I. But I think she'll find that the grass may not always be greener. Oh, absolutely. You never know. I mean, some people are happier in WWE. Some people are happier. Doing other stuff. So. I, I mean, it's horrible to say. I think if you're a, a male wrestler, I think you can be happier in AEW. I, I don't think the women's division in, in AEW is nearly as big as the women in WWE. And I don't think there's any women's division in New Japan. So, Well, they just started it. Uh, they just crowned a champion in there about a month ago at their last card. And they've been doing some stuff with stardom over there. So... I don't know. This will be this will be interesting to see with Sasha Banks and and it was funny. Some of the guys were like, "Yeah, she'd be great in the Bullet Club." <laughs> Could you imagine that? Sasha Banks in the Bullet Club. Good yeah, Lord. as long as Snoop Dogg uh, gets signed in with her. Yeah. So, well, that that would create all sorts and of more fun. The funny thing is, what you're not hearing about is what's going on with Naomi. Yeah, haven't heard a peep. You gotta. I mean, and that is so strange being married to to Uso there. I mean, you would think that she'd be that something would have been settled at this point. And I wonder if she regrets it because the, all the talk is Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. Like I said, is there nothing about Naomi? She's like, I did the same thing and I'm getting nothing out of it. Well, the thing is that I think Naomi may have overestimated her star power. A yeah, I think bit. she overplayed her hand. You know. She, well, I think she thought she was going to walk into the bloodline, and they're like, "Whoa, hold on, we get that for the Rock's daughter." Sorry. And Whoops. for Sami Zayn. Yeah, so yeah, we'll find out what happens with Naomi. There'll be a maybe a hey, maybe a fun Royal Rumble return. Huh? There you go. That would that would get a neat little pop. All right, so we're gonna take another break here, and when we come back, more news from WWE and William Regal is headed back home. 
an interesting story there. So stick around, everybody. We're going to have more for you on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law, and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN. 101.5 FM 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment in the on the planet. And thanks to everybody out there listening to us. We got the ratings pretty solid, not complaining at all. So we certainly do appreciate your support. And uh, don't forget to support us again. We're going to be at Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango coming up next week, going over after the show, having a little fun. We've got uh, we got live jazz. We've got giveaways. We've got 15% off, which is the best part, because you can actually have some amazing food over there at Unique Eats. And don't forget, of course, if you want, you can go over there anytime. Drive over right now. Check it out. See if you like the place, and you will, because the food's fantastic. Right, Fish? Absolutely. Scout your spot early. Yes, and and you might want to, because it's going to be busy over there next Sunday with the, the jazz and everything going on. And us. Yeah, and us. It's going to be a blast, and we're looking forward to meeting all of you. So please come on out, and you know, in the meantime, like I said, go to the restaurant. You can check them out at uh, uniqueeatslv.com and say hi to Dominic, the celebrity chef. He's got some fun stuff going on, by the way, I'll, We'll get to talk about in a few months, it sounds like. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. So Cannot wait. Yeah. So please join us. And uh, in the meantime, go over and check it out. UniqueEatsLV.com. All right. As we roll on here, William Regal has jumped back to WWE, requested his release. His contract was coming up apparently at the end of the year. Uh, uh, he also had a, a clause in the contract that said, if Triple H is is brought into power, then he can leave AEW. Supposedly, which seems like a very strange clause. To yeah, have that's right why before I'm, Triple H was brought into power. That's why I'm not necessarily buying that clause was in there. But his son wrestles in NXT, and he wanted to go back. And I, you know, but the thing is about it, I, and I understand that's cool. And Tony Khan was like, "Yeah, we're going to let him go. He won't be on TV for a year, apparently." But the thing that I didn't like is I just hated how they handled this. That 
that last you know you, the you, pre-taped interview with the, uh, basically it was, it, was, it was like a dad saying to his kids be good in college yeah it was that is a fish you nailed that you absolutely nailed it they 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 taped a piece William Regal said to his friends in the Blackpool Combat Club that hey I've taught you the final lesson now go out and get it done and he's now a ghost and I I just it it wasn't the best written promo I've ever seen no I I think the better way to handle it was having MJF turn on him hit him from behind and end it that's it that's the end of Regal. You write him off TV and he's gone. And then you don't even have to mention him anymore. Yeah, I, I think they were trying to give him a chance to say goodbye to everybody. But he wasn't there long enough to have to, to have to say it's, goodbye. But it's still William Regal. No, I, I get that. Well I mean, if, he'd been, if he'd been there for three years and you have him say goodbye, he was there for less than a year. Yeah, but but still, it's it's someone who's very prestigious in the industry. And given the suddenness of what happened, you, know, you, you put him on and you'll give him a... Give him a farewell. But like I said, I didn't think it was a very farewell. Joe, what do you think? Well, I, I thank goodness Tony Khan's mom got sick. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there was there there he that that that, that, that was that was weirder to me. Like it, it was almost like well, because my mom was sick, I understood about the family thing and wanted to let him go back because now they're trying to make the sell. That he's going back to train his kid, which, yeah, I, I, I think that's part of it, but I think it's not the big part of it. Yeah, Tony, well, Tony Khan's trying to make himself nice look magnanimous. Right. Yeah. That's why I think it's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. You know, and we all knew it was like when we saw it, it was like, wow, you know, Triple H is back. Man, I'm pretty sure he'd love to have uh, William Regal. As his one uh, back as his right hand man, but we just never thought it would be possible because you know what did he do? Sign a nine month deal, like we said. Yeah, it was a very strange short deal. I don't, I don't know. There's so there. I, I'd love to see that contract. I, mean, I, I, I would I think love right, to Mark, see. It. I think I think there's definitely more to it than than we will ever possibly know. But it, it the whole thing went down. The whole the whole situation is very strange. Yeah, and there was well, Tony Khan came out as if he did it out of the goodness of his heart, not because there was a clause in the contract. He made it seem like after what happened with his mom, they had to sit down. He had though they had an option that AEW could have picked up, just like a player option, the team option that he chose not to pick up. So when you were saying about the contract of, of Triple H in charge, Tony Khan made it come across like he was the nicest guy in the world, and he allowed this to happen. Yeah, it. and there was some comments made. I remember EC3 had made some comments about a week or two ago saying that Regal regretted signing there, that there was not a lot of maturity <laughs> at AEW, and, you know, and everybody said, no, that's not the case. But who knows? You, you you, there's been so much drama backstage at AEW over the past six months that it's kind of hard to not believe anything you hear. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, it, it, it it's nuts. And I'm like I said, I, I don't know if that was the right way to do. It. I, I would have just let MJF hit him in the back of the head and see ya. Yeah, I'm, well, but I'm, Tony Khan can't can't resist a chance to pat himself on the back. Apparently, well, you know, guys have you. So Vince is like that too. Oh, I'm. I'm not saying he's not, but you know, 
Khan hasn't been in the yeah, business. Vince, long Vince would have never let him leave. He wouldn't have cared. He would have. He would have spited him. That's yeah, true. that's true. Too. <laughs> that is very true. And and. And it was funny that I, I had read a story about, you know, can Triple H be as ruthless as Vince was? And and sometimes, you know, and that's one thing that people don't understand when you're running a business, that sometimes you got to be the bad guy. You, you Somebody has a contract, you you make them stick to it. If you get to be too flexible and well, and too open about stuff, people will take advantage that, of you. That, you get run over. That was the MJF line on the podcast. He goes, it's show business, not friend business. That is very true. Very well, when it when it when it comes to dealing well, me dealing with people, it's like people want to blame somebody else other than themselves. So I become inadvertently the bad guy because they didn't get what they feel they deserved, whether they deserved it or not. So there's there's always going to be a scapegoat in the wrestling business. So why not be the boss? Yeah, well, and trust me, from my time of managing businesses as well, it's not just in wrestling; it's it's any business. Any business, there are spots where you, you can show compassion, but there are a lot of times you've got to you've got to keep those reins tight because you let them go, people are going to take them and pull yeah, them away. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Right. So you have to be you have to be careful with it. But it, you know, I I, I would I would love to talk to Regal about this maybe a year down the road and see what really took place on this because it's it's interesting. It's interesting. But, well, especially if he can't be on TV for a year. Yeah, so so William Regal back with uh, WWE and hanging out. Good luck to him. I mean, that I think that's good for WWE. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, the, the guy is is one of the best professionals out there. He he knows what he's doing. He teaches well. I mean, his I mean, role his role is, in, as the GM of NXT, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, he he's just good at whatever he does. So so. Uh, kind of a loss for AEW and a regain for WWE. Very nice. And I'll tell you what, um, just real quick, uh, we're going to head to break, but I got to remind everybody that if you have any legal problems or anything like that, get on over there to VegasCouncil.com. My good friend Dutch Boyd is running the show over there. And if you have need any legal help, wherever you are, you, you know, all you got to do is stop on the website specializes in business law, intellectual property, personal injury, and crypto law, especially with the FTX stuff happening. Some of you may need a little uh, assistance on that one. Just a tad, right? Fisher, look at me like, yep. I don't have enough money for cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> but all you have to do is go to VegasCouncil.com. I barely have American currency. Yeah, drop him a line, and he will be more than happy to help you out. Of course, three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, so he knows Las Vegas inside and out, and he will help you. I guarantee it. And, of course, you mentioned the Mark Oak Show. Free consultation, which is always nice. So, once again, that is VegasCouncil.com. I know Fish has got to bail out of here, so, Fish, we say goodbye to you. It'll be Joe and I as we head on through to finish the show up. I'm so, not just bailing out. I'm going to work. Why not? Well, but you're bailing on me. <laughs> so Next week, Unique Eats. I'll be there signing autographs. You bet. So, taking down Vandergriff. Yeah, so stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more on the Mark Oak Show. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. 
Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas, the best in wrestling news entertainment, planet-wide, especially here in Vegas, uh, where we are hanging out. We certainly do appreciate you being with us here for our final segment here on the Mark Hoke Show. Joe DeFalco along with me. And, uh, Joe, we had some interesting stuff happening in WWE this week, too, with some possible returns. And, boy, Joe, you got some... Having some fun back there. I don't know what you're doing, but we hear it. Um, but the uh, we had another busted eardrum. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but apparently Roman Reigns wasn't the only one that got an eardrum busted. Drew McIntyre went down with a ruptured eardrum at Survivor Series as well, hence he was substituted out uh, for Butch on SmackDown. Joe, what's going on with these ruptured eardrums, man? Yeah, I, I didn't see Kevin Owens rupturing his eardrum too, but I, I guess he must have like, you know, maybe he was psyching him up in the corner, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" and maybe hit him in the ear, and he ruptured his eardrum too. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is they weren't really sure when really it happened. Sure when it happened, and uh, McIntyre didn't know what was up until apparently after the match, and all of a sudden was having issues. But so Drew McIntyre is down with a ruptured eardrum as well. So he and Roman Reigns. Hey, two good ears between them, I guess. But you know, what are you going to well, do? Yeah, you know, why do you need two good eardrums? You know, well, it's helpful. You know, two's uh, better than can't one. Can't hear too well, so shouldn't stop him from wrestling. Come on, yeah. Uh, John Cena is going to be back. Uh, he will be on the final SmackDown of the year, and of course, the rumor has it that he may be taking on Austin Theory. But uh, be excited about getting to see John Cena as we head into Royal Rumble, and do you think he's going to be in it? Uh, I hope not, but I'd like to see him wrestle Austin Theory, and it would be nice if like, he put over Austin Theory instead of the tried-and-true method of, hey, we're going to bring The Rock back, and we're going to have him thump somebody, or Steve Austin, in most cases, come in and gives a stunner, and I know they're supposedly giving the rub, but you're not giving a rub to Austin Theory if you go out there and you embarrass him in, in a segment. And I'm, and that's one thing that WWE has always wanted to do, that they're willing to sacrifice their younger talent for the uh, returning superstar. Well, there there is an interesting twist for Cena uh, leading into WrestleMania this year that he, uh, this is according to Dave Meltzer and on Coldaholic, that he is going to be scheduled to be in Australia for uh, through February and March filming a comedy called Ricky Stanicky, which he is going to be in there with Zac Efron and playing the title role. So that's not going to be helpful leading up to WrestleMania if John's stuck in Australia for two months. Oh, Zac Efron, a pretty busy guy. I thought he was busy filming the Von Erich stuff. Yeah, he's all over the place, but... Man, that that doesn't help your WrestleMania lead up if John Cena is going to be gone for 
two months of it. I mean, that that that's basically well, from the Rumble until you know right before WrestleMania WrestleMania hits in the beginning of April. Right, but then you still have the whole month of March. You probably only need one or two appearances from Cena to you know do it if if you if you need to. And it ain't like John Cena needs to, you know, head to Stanford and, you know, practice in a, in a wrestling ring. So, you know, it's the same thing with the rock based on the schedule, you know, all you got to do is squeeze them in, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, you know, you do a couple of pre-tapes. So even if it's the week before you can't do it, you, you already have those pre-tapes in the bag. And, you know, bottom line is, if John Cena has one day off and it's WrestleMania day and you can get him to appear, you have to, you know, it's that, that those are the draws these days. It's, it's all the old time legends. And what are they going to do? You know, people look forward to Steve Austin, you know, it's a much bigger deal as big as Cody Rhodes return might be Roman Reigns and the rock is, is maybe one of the biggest WrestleMania matches ever. Yeah, so we'll see if John Cena is going to be able to get incorporated well enough to uh, make it a good appearance here at WrestleMania coming up. Um, another guy that may be back for the Rumble, by the way, and I don't know if you saw this story or not, but apparently um, speaking on the breakdown, Wade Clemens and Bay Sensei said that Logan Paul is trying to get back. Uh, apparently the knee injury wasn't quite as bad as one thought uh the acl was apparently not torn so the mcl was the only thing that got torn so you can kind of get by with that and get that get that repaired and rehab fairly quickly so he's trying to get back there and see if he can do it i mean logan paul in the royal rumble would certainly be an interesting little twist yeah, it would if he could be back. Like I said, you know, my my, my pick would be the Pauls versus the Usos, and I think that would be a, a huge match for WrestleMania because the Usos have beaten every single tag team in WWE. It's like, I get it, but I think the Pauls should be the guys to take the belts off them. If I was booking, that's where I would want to go. After what everything happened when they when they had their match a few months ago at uh, in Saudi Arabia with Logan Paul and the Usos getting involved, man, I watched that and I said, "Wow, if the Pauls won it, that would be a pretty big deal." Now, you know, how much does is does Jake want to train? Does he want to do this? But if you can get them for WrestleMania, I'm pretty sure it would be a big deal. They got so much social media reach, and and that's what it's all about these days. Yeah, that could be an exciting match for WrestleMania. I would agree with you. Good, good work, promoter Joe. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, you got two. You know, it's 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 way different now. You got two days of WrestleMania, so you gotta you gotta put together fifteen, sixteen matches minimum. It's not like the old days where you only had to worry about seven or eight, and you're like, okay, we got eight matches. Which four of our champions won't even be on the show, and maybe they get a pre-show match now. Every, every big name guy like the Usos could be left off and just come out with Reigns, and that was what would be good for. But now with the two days, you got to have the Usos on. And uh, does anybody want to really see like WrestleMania, the Brawling Brutes, or or the Viking Raiders versus the Usos? We've seen it on Raw and SmackDown a million times. Let's see the Pauls. Yeah, Get it. I I agree. I think it would be a lot of fun. 
Now, I mentioned this idea last week, and I know you didn't like it very much, but apparently there were ongoing discussions right now about WrestleMania with Roman Reigns wrestling twice. They're saying, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but they actually discussed the plan that I had said, that they were going to have Cody wrestle Roman on night one, lose one of the titles, and then uh, have Reigns beat The Rock on the second night. Uh, that apparently that is going uh, uh, a possibility anyway. And I know you didn't like I, it, I, but I, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I don't not like Roman Reigns working twice. I think it's ridiculous to have him only wrestle for one belt one day and the other belt for the other day. That that's my issue in that Roman Reigns on two WrestleMania matches. Fantastic. But What's he going to do? Lose to Cody on night one, and now he beats The Rock. It's like so he's going to go into his match with The Rock with a loss. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that is is a benefit in any way. Yeah, I I just think that if they did something fun with that, that someone cost him that title and set up an interesting storyline involving the bloodline. You know, and like I said, imagine if if Jay, you know, Jay Uso cost him the the uh, heavyweight championship the night before how much drama would there be with you know the possible head of the table battle between reigns and the rock with a traitor in the midst i mean that you know it's it, it could be fun but you know i was i was a little surprised they actually were looking at that possibility so uh you know i mean how would you handle this joe i mean if you were well you were uh, okay this. well bottom line is there's a match called the royal rumble and in the Royal Rumble, if you win, you get a championship match at WrestleMania. Well, if you do that and you want to have Roman Reigns wrestle The Rock, he has to work two matches. Are they going to have you win the Rumble? Because there isn't two belts. At least in the past, they would, what they would do is they would do the Elimination Chamber match, and that person would get the you know title match against the other guy. But now there's only one guy, and you've already put on the table, even though Cody Rhodes said it wrong at SummerSlam, I believe, where whoever won that was supposed to get the uh, the match. But Royal Rumble, you wrestle the heavyweight champion. Well, there's only one heavyweight champion. Well, if you're going to put The Rock in the match, that's got to be an attraction match. So that means Roman Reigns has to work twice because unless you put The Rock in the Royal Rumble, which would be – not the worst idea, but having Rock win the Rumble to get a title match, that that's not necessary. Yeah. You know, the idea of the Rumble is, hey, that's what Cody Rhodes, if that's the guy, that's the match he's got to win, you know, bounce back. And if he beats Roman Reigns, that's great. That's why it makes me wonder if, if, if this whole uh, Reigns-Rock thing is just a rouge. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing official that the Rock's even going to be there. Of course, a heavy schedule for him, so we don't know if we're going to see The Rock even uh, playing around in L.A. at, at this year's WrestleMania. We'll, we'll, I would imagine by Royal Rumble they'll have that figured out, but uh, you know, it's going to be a hell I, of a Rumble night. It could be a long. Uh, it could be the long play where The Rock costs Roman Reigns the title against Cody Rhodes, which sets up down the line. Maybe it's SummerSlam. And it's Reigns versus The Rock. 
you know, to give everything away with Roman Reigns, with The Rock and Cody Rhodes all in a two-day period, sure seems like they're leaving a lot on the table. I would kind of go that way. You want, you want, you you know, that's where Rock makes a statement because he's probably going to put over Roman Reigns anyway. So why not at least have him cost him the match and the title, the thing that he cherishes the most? Yeah, that would make sense. Well, we will find out here at the end of January when when the Royal Rumble hits in WWE. Well, uh, we're going to be wrapping the show up. Uh, I want to thank Andrew Fishfane for uh, being here. And, of course, Joe DeFalco, thank you very much. And, of course, go to FSWVegas.com for all the great events. Seasons beatings coming up on Saturday night. Plus, of course, if you want to be a wrestler, it's a great place to go, too. I uh, also want to mention a little friend of mine here real quick. If you're a GCW fan, uh, the GCW Plant Podcast is out there available. Go to GCWPlantPodcast.com. As John and the boys will take care of you there. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, if you want to check out us, hey, we've got all our podcasts up all over the place. com and all your favorite podcast outlets. And we have them up on YouTube, too. If you're a YouTuber, we'd love to kind of start bolstering that a little bit. So go ahead and check that out. You can listen to us on YouTube as well. So there you go. And of course, oh, don't forget, once again, hey, next Sunday, we're going to be at Unique Eats 3100 South Durango. So join us there. That is going to be a great time. 15% off. The team's going to be there. We're going to be giving away some stuff and awesome food, jazz, and an appearance, I think, by Santa. So should be a lot of fun. Hopefully nobody's going to suplex Santa or anything like that or put him through a table. Thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate We'll see you next week on the Mark Oak Show. Have a terrific Sunday, Las Vegas. We will catch you next time. more of the mark hoke show follow us on twitter at mark hoke show like us on facebook at the mark hoke show and visit mark to keep up with everything happening with the show and remember to check out all of our archive shows on youtube at the mark hoke show and download our podcasts at mark and all your favorite podcast outlets so join the mark hoke show family today and thanks for listening